of what Jesus has done for us. And uh, it's good to be here this morning. Uh, we're going to turn our Bibles to Psalm 106 and go from there. We'll turn to different places in Scripture if you've got your Bible handy there with you. And um, it's just good to, to get back into the swing of things, so to speak. Uh, school's back, so I hope you've been praying for your, your children. And um, you know, I was, uh, was asking Malachi this morning um, what I often do about his Bible reading. And we're trying to get it, our kids into the habit of reading the proverb for the day. So it was, it was you know, Jan, uh, February 6th, and so he was meant to be reading Proverbs chapter 6. And so I asked him, Malachi, what, 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 you know, what, was the, what did you read? What was the first verse you read? And I'm thinking, you know, he's going to explain something he remembered and some of the words perhaps he remembered. And he looks at me and he said, Dad, I read, I read verse 1. Verse 1. And that was it. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? If it's the first verse, it's verse 1. And our kids sort of live in that, in that you know, that level of the obvious, right? Uh, but, you know, have you ever, ever noticed that with your kids... It's the obvious things that you've got to constantly remind them about. You know, you remind your kids every morning, perhaps, did you brush your teeth? Okay, and did you brush your teeth? Anyone here? Okay, I know we're wearing masks a little bit, but, you know, you ask your kids, did you brush your teeth? Have you, have you made your bed? Did you drink water today? Right, all, all obvious things. Did you change your underwear? You know, <laughs> all of those things that, that you're constantly reminding your kids about and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing, obviously. You want them to get into good habits, and you want those foundational things to be just a habit, something that they do. And, you know, it's a worry when they get a little older and you're still reminding them about things. And, um, and I'm thankful for my parents here that they're visiting for a little while. Hopefully, in, uh, towards later this year, they can uh, move up here permanently. And I'm glad that my mom all those years reminded me of, about the obvious things. But, you know, there's some things that I think we, as God's children, and remember that that's how He views us often, He's, we are His children, He just wants to remind us about over the course of our lives. And, you know, if you've ever read the Bible through uh, a number of times, actually, when you start to read it, a lot of the, the emphasis that God brings to us are actually obvious things. They're things that are obvious that ought to be part of our lives. And I'm going to focus on one that you're, you're probably going to listen to, and it's like, well, that, that's pretty obvious. But I think if we don't consider it, there's a great cost. And we read there earlier here in, in Psalm 106, and probably one of my most favorite sections of the Bible right through to, uh, to chapter 107. And here really, as he goes through and, and really is a reminder about certain things that they've they've let go of some things that they, they didn't do quite right. We, we've got to consider the first verse. And sometimes we forget that these are actually imperatives that God gives us and are reminders. And he says in verse 1, he says, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And, you know, we ought to pay attention in the Psalms when he says, Oh, that's an emphasis. And he says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And I want to talk here a little bit about something that perhaps 
Sometimes our attitude is if we neglect it in our lives, there's no consequence. But actually, when you, you think through what the meaning of thankfulness is, and then also what the meaning of that is the opposite when we're unthankful and where it could lead, then you're going to realize, I hope, this, this morning that there's a great cost to that. That when we neglect thank, uh, thankfulness in our lives and we become unthankful, then there's a, there's a slow but at times sure decline on this slippery slope of unthankfulness. And so this morning, I just want to talk a little bit about the, the true cost of unthankfulness and, and help us get back to this obvious thing. As God, God our Father, has written in His Word an obvious reminder to each of us, His children, I hope that we would just take heed and just like we remind our children all the time, I hope that, that our Heavenly Father this morning through His Word would remind us about this basic thing of just being thankful. We'll, we'll pray, we'll ask the Lord to bless, and then we'll get into it. Father, thank you, Lord, again for your goodness and grace. And Lord, we can so quickly utter those words without any real meaning in our heart. And Father, I, I can testify, because it's, this has been me at times, that there's been times where you've just had to remind me to be thankful. And so I pray that you just help us this morning. I know that perhaps today it's a, it's a day that there's, there's other burdens and there's other things. And I pray that you just would help your, your word to minister where, where it needs to minister. I pray that you'd please just help us, Lord, to learn from your, your scriptures today. We need you, Lord God. We ask for your filling and your presence in, in this place. And we ask for your word to uh, be mightily used in our lives. And change us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. But this morning, what, what is thankfulness? And, and, you know, just a dictionary definition, to be thankful means to be grateful, right? It's, it's impressed with a sense of kindness received and ready to acknowledge it. So it's an acknowledgement of a kindness given to us. And so we teach our kids all the time, you know, say thank you. And what we're trying to help them understand is that when someone has done them good, when someone has done them a, a, a kindness, that the right response to that is actually a word of thanks. We say thank you. So in essence, when we're in, in regard to God, when directed at God, what thankfulness is, it's, it's a, an acknowledging uh, God's goodness in our circumstance, whatever it is. When we say thanks to God, and, and we're going to see here in a little while that actually it's part of His revealed will. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give, th give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And what we learn about thankfulness in the Bible should bring us to a place of, of understanding of its importance and why we ought not to neglect it. You know, the children, when they... Uh, they, they they hear us instruct them or, or remind them about basic things. They don't fully understand why. They sort of just go, well, why do I have to brush my teeth? And then later on, if they haven't been obedient to that, then there's great dental costs to us often, isn't it? And, and we go through, and, and sometimes we've got to be reminded, but right there from the beginning, it's actually God's will for us to be thankful in everything give thanks. Now, that's a difficult thing. Why? Because in that word, those two words, uh, th that word everything, it encapsulates the whole of life. And when we consider the whole of life, there's some things that aren't very pleasant. There's some things that we would be hard pressed to be thankful for, but it's actually part of His revealed will. 
And often in striving for the specifics of the will of God, you know, sometimes we're, we're just trying to figure out what God wants us to do. Sometimes in the midst of that, we, we miss the obvious things that we ought to do. And what we ought to do is firstly just be thankful. Don't neglect the obvious part of the will of God. And, and thankfulness is one of them. You know, it's also something that God notices. When you consider what happened there in Luke 17 and the, the 10 lepers go to Jesus and then he heals all of them. And then they go back and, you know, only one of them return. You know, Jesus notices that. He asked the, he asked the one, weren't there 10? Weren't, weren't there 10 of you? Where's the nine? And, and he's saying, he's looking at that one who came back to say thank you. And he's saying, you know, the others should have done that. And so there's an expectation that w- when God does something in our lives and when God uh, shows us favor and kindness and goodness, which we attested to at the beginning of our service, we look at that and we go, you know, this is an obvious thing we shouldn't miss. You know what it is, though, also, it's an attitude that precedes access to God. When you study that word, the thanksgiving or thankfulness, you see several places, but I'll highlight two just for the sake of time this morning. In Psalm 100, verse 4, and often if you go to some independent Baptist churches, you'll see that plastered on the wall or, or, or some sort of signage. It says it there in, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now, we know that, that in the Old Testament, that's referring to going into the temple. And, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost now as New, New Testament saints. And we understand, though, that to enter into his presence is the, the, the practical application of that. When we come into his presence, when we come to prayer, when we come to the Word of God, when we come to worship, when we come into His presence, then what ought to precede that? The attitude ought to be thanksgiving. It ought to be that we come into this time of fellowship together and time of worshiping together with a bit of a joyfulness to thank God. Thanksgiving precedes access to God. You know, another verse that we often uh, would quote perhaps that we might not be mindful of uh, in this sense, we see in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. We believe in prayer, right, church? But you know how we're supposed to enter into that? He says, Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. You know, we can be good at making requests to God. We can easily, you know, when in need, understand that as people who believe God and believe His Word, that prayer is one of those ways that we can access God. But, you know, one of the expectations within that is actually to enter into His presence in prayer with thanksgiving. It precedes access to God. And so if we want a fullness of of His presence, if we want to get God's ear, if we want to get His attention, then we ought to do it with an attitude of prayer with thanksgiving. It ought to be paired with that. It ought to be that. And, and so if I could just emphasize this morning, again, the importance of thanksgiving in our lives, then it's quite important, isn't it? And so if it's something important and God's trying to remind us about that, then, then there's got to be a great cost to it if we don't do it. And so we're going to look at now the, the, what, what unthankfulness then looks like. And so uh, turn with me again in Psalm 106 and Notice a couple of things that he says. So the subject matter of this passage is this challenge, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. 
Then he goes on, he talks about in verse 2, his mighty acts. He, he asked, blessed are they, he, he states, blessed are they that keep judgment and he that doeth righteousness. But then notice what he says in verse 6. And, and here is where the, the chapter pivots a little bit. He says, we have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. You know, he goes on and talks about God, but then he goes back and the chapter pivots to him, to them. And he says, we've sinned. We've, we've done iniquity. We've done wickedly. Now, all of those are negative, right? He's referring here to a current condition which was similar to a past indiscretion. And what that was in verse 7, our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the, at the sea, even the Red Sea. And, and so what, what happened was, he was saying, we're in this situation where we've, we've sinned, we've committed iniquity, and we've done wickedly. And what that was is they had become unthankful. They had to be reminded to praise God again. They had to be reminded to give thanks to God again. And what does that look like we see in the rest of the chapter here? And, and you know, the, the subject matter here of, of thankfulness to God, their sin was this, of, their sin was just simply being unthankful. And the symptoms are laid out for us. And, you know, often thankfulness is, is first a matter of remembering what you're thankful for and who you're thankful to. You know, this meant it, it's, it's, the, the, it's got to be purposely done, not casually approached. You know, sometimes we're too casual about those things that are most important. And he's saying be purposeful. And, and notice, the first, notice the first symptom here of unthankfulness, what it looks like. He says, our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt, they remembered not. You know what it is? It's firstly just being forgetful to think. You know, we could be so busy, and, and that's really the, why we did what we did this morning. I was just, just testifying here a little bit with those who were on the stage. They were asking how my week was, and it was a busy, busy, busy week. A lot of different challenging things came up, and I was just thinking through a lot of those. It just took up a lot of mental and emotional space. And, and you know what I, I am? I, I'm probably like you. When I get in the middle of that, you know what I'm prone to do? I'm prone to complain. I'm prone to then dwell on the negatives. I'm prone to then go through this whole thing and go start to just, and you know what? God had to remind me, slap me in the face a little bit a few times this week. And he says, how about thanking me first? How about showing your thankfulness? How about focusing on all those things that I've done? And notice what those things are here. Sometimes we're, we're, we're forgetting God's mercies. He says, they, they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. And, and you know what? why it's so important to remember? Remember is not just about um, remembering the past and having those memories. It's about learning so that the, the past lessons will guide us into our future. And that's why he was emphasizing that here. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. They forgot God's mercies. Hey, this morning, can I tell you that God has been merciful to us? Right? If you woke up this morning, it's the Lord's mercies that were not consumed. 
And remember that every day. It's an understanding. God gave you life again, and His compassions fail not. In verse 1, we already said it. It's so there. For His mercy endureth forever. And I'm thankful this morning, and we ought to be remembering God's mercies every day. We ought to be remembering that, you know, if it were not for Him, then actually this planet would spin out of its axis, and, and then we would be burned, <laughs> or we would freeze, depending on which way the the earth swung. You understand, God it has all of that in His hand, and we got to, we, we got to, uh, the, the first symptom, what unthankfulness look like, looks like is we forget God's mercies. You know, God is a merciful God. In Romans 9, 15, for He saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And, you know, we look at the world around us, and and we understand God is a just God. God is a judge, of, a God of justice. And we look around, and there's a lot of wrong, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, wickedness around the place, and there's things that grieve us, and we wonder where. And you know what it is? It's just God being merciful to those that might come to repentance. Merciful. And and by the way, that was us before salvation. Every day we lived before Christ, that was His mercy, and yet still. His mercy. And so they were forgetful of His mercy. In Psalm 86 verse 5, For Thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon Thee. And, you know, from the very outset, the the nation of Israel is really what he was referring to there. After Egypt, after being rescued, after the miraculous uh, rescue of the people, the ten plagues and all of that, Moses coming. and, And at the very first hurdle, you know what they did? They forgot. They forgot. How quickly do we get into our day and the very first negative thing, do we forget all about God and all who He is and His mercy on us? You know, the first thing, you go around the corner, there's a road closure. Oh no, you're going to have to go around another five minutes. You go, there's a long line at your, you know, your favorite coffee shop. <laughs> and suddenly you're grumpy, suddenly, or... or you know, the kids are in a bad mood and suddenly you've, you've just, and you've forgotten God's mercy that day. How quickly do we turn? In verse 13, notice there with me, the next thing, forgetful about God's mercies, but in verse 13, they soon forget His works. They waited not for His counsel. You know what? They, they also forgot about His works. What He was doing in their lives. You know, he, he, the Bible says that for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. In an earlier passage in Psalm 104 verse 31, the glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. You know, I think it's, that's why it's so good for us to just sometimes just go through and, and be around nature and be reminded of all of the good works that God has done around us. You know, the other, the other day we went driving, we went up just exploring around. We went up to Clear Mountain and there's all that view. It's beautiful. And we were just, we, again, I think we were having a bit of a tough day. But just being out there and seeing the grandness of all that God has created just reminded us of His works. But you know, He's working in you. There's things He's working in you about. In, in, uh, in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you 
will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, remind yourself that that was the exercise this morning. The Lord has done some marvelous works in your life and He's faithful to complete that. There have been some things you sought Him for that you used to pray for, that you used to seek Him for. And if you blink and you think about it, He's actually done it. There's some things you have today that you were praying for just last week, just last year, just a couple of years ago, and now you just take it for granted. Now you've stopped thanking Him for it. You've forgotten His works in your life. And you've, you've been forgetful to give Him credit for all that He's done. And, and you know, it was wonderful this morning, again, to see all of the, the kids coming to life groups and them learning those things. And, and I'm hopeful that they, they, they get some, some watering, as was mentioned, on Friday nights. But listen, for us parents, one of the things that, uh, that our kids ought to hear from our lips and day to day is just a gratitude and a thankfulness for all that God has done in our lives. The Bible says one generation shall praise thy works to another. It ought to be, and, and some of you, those of you who are a little bit older and, and perhaps your children are grown and you're around the children and the next generation around this church, may it be that our spirit is one of just remembering all of what God has done right here in this place. That we're not forgetful, because if you're finding yourself forgetful, it could be that you're down that slippery slope of unthankfulness in your life. They remember, they forgot his good works. His, you know, the other thing, notice verse 21. They forget God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt. You know, if you can't remember anything that God has done, if you could just remind yourself about this. If you're saved, you have a Savior who loved you, who laid down his life for you on the cross of Calvary. Hey, when was the last time you just got up and you were just thankful for being saved? Thankful that, that God, in his love, came down to this earth in the, the, in the likeness of man and willingly laid down his life, undeserving of that, the wrath that was upon him, and yet there he was willing to lay down his life. You know, what they did, they were forgetful about His mercies, His works, but you know what? They were forgetful about the greatness of their salvation. They were rescued out of bondage. You know, in Hebrews chapter 2, quickly turn there with me. Hebrews chapter 2. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the song this morning just, I was ready to preach after that. Last week, actually, you know, we had Fraser Young, and we had a great Sunday. We had Advanced Australia Sunday, and he was, he was sitting right there in the front pew, and the, that, that song, the, you know, that group came up, and they sang, Turn the Tide. Oh, man, what a wonderful song. I was, I was about ready to tell Fraser, I'm sorry, Fraser, I'm about to preach. Okay, <laughs> I was just ready. But that, that's, that's this morning. But, you know, it's Hebrews chapter 2, look at verses 1 to 3. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, notice this, how shall we escape if we neg neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? 
you know, in, in that context, we understand it's the neglect of salvation to the lost. But, you know, practically speaking, we can have a neglect of that great salvation to those of us who are saved. We can let it slip. We can be forgetful about what God has done in our lives. And we can be forgetful to rehearse that to ourselves and rehearse that to others. And, and that's why at times we, we are powerless in our, in our witness. We are powerless in our worship. We are powerless. Why? Because just really we've slipped into a habit of unthankfulness, we've forgotten to praise God for His salvation that He wrought in our lives. You know, I was seven years old when, uh, when my grandmother began to speak to me about my need, and she spoke to me about sin and how, how sin is the transgression of the law. And the Bible says if you, if you offend in one point, speaking of the Ten Commandments, if you offend in one point, then you've offended in all. Listen, the Bible's very clear. You've broken God's law. But, you know, there's not, that's not where it stops. You know, because we've broken His law, we're sinners. Listen, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. There's a consequence to that. Just like you would go to work and you would earn wages. Listen, in God's sight, you've broken His law. You've earned His wrath. That's a frightful place to be. But every man, woman, and child born who has sinned, which means all have sinned, Understand this, that you are under God's wrath this morning. But here's the good news. The second part of that verse is, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there was a point in my life where I understood that I couldn't. I was guilty before God. I couldn't work my way. I couldn't earn my way. There was too much to, to do. And yet God, through the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, He sent Him, the Son of God, to lay down his life, and he paid all of that penalty. Praise God for that. And you know, I called upon the name of the Lord as a seven-year-old boy. I asked him to save me and rescue me. And you know what? I've been saved ever since, and I will be saved for eternity. Listen, hallelujah. And listen, this morning, if that's you, then praise God. Remember that. Remember the wrath he saved you from. He saved you from hell. He saved you from a life of meaningless floating around. He, he saved you to a life of purpose. He saved you. Listen, praise God for that. For those of you who aren't saved, then listen, that could be your life. He, he seeks you today. He said that today is a day of salvation. The Bible says in Hebrews 7.25, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, say, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And we were chatting yesterday over at the cafe while we were getting ready to go out uh, soul winning and go letterboxing with a, a group. And we were, uh, one of the, the folks there, we were just chatting about the fact that, boy, you know, God is, must be so great to save such a sinner as I. And, and listen, we could go around and we could think about all of history. Paul himself, who was the, the great evangelist, said about himself, he's the chiefest of sinners. And we could think about the most wicked, wicked person. And you know what? God is able to save those to the uttermost. He could save anyone. Listen, you might be here, you might be thinking, well, God can't save me. I've done too bad. I've done too much. Listen, this is how great the salvation is. It doesn't matter. He will blot all of that out and clear that through his blood. And he saved you. He saved you. Listen, isn't that worth thanking God? It, it, but you know what? Sometimes we forget. 
Maybe it's been a while, and maybe you're just slipping into that forgetfulness. But really, at the end, it was forgetting the God who did all that. When was the last time we just credited God for all of that? And you know what, what, the, next, what the next symptom is? Turn with me to Romans chapter 1, and I, I was just thinking about this. It, it dawned on me that, that there was very similar wording that, that the Apostle Paul uses here. We'll read a couple of verses. Notice verse 20. Romans chapter 1, verse, 30, uh, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were, notice this, thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. You know, he was summarizing creation there and he was saying that there's all this, this evidence and it just used to be this, just people understood there's a God. But over time, and part of that was just this, they just lacked thankfulness there was a slippage, and there then became really what the second symptom is, deception. They were deceived. You know, it slipped from forgetfulness to just being deceived. It escalated when not addressed. Firstly, it was wrong thinking. In verse 21, they were vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was dark, and they just had wrong thinking, the thinking that produces no results, lacking a good sense of judgment and you know, often a person who is unthankful keeps thinking that they're missing out. They're hard done by. They're the victims of that circumstance. And, you know, those works that God has done in your life, those things that God has, has just in His goodness given to you. Perhaps it's your family. You start to be unthankful for your spouse. You start to be unthankful for your children. And then suddenly wrong thinking, look what I'm missing out on. Look at what some of the others who aren't in this position, look at what they're doing. Look what they get to do. And suddenly it's just wrong thinking. You're deceived. No, it is. It's also wrong introspection. In verse 22, he says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They had a wrong introspection. They thought wrongly about themselves. And unthankfulness leads to a self-centered and destructive mindset that's actually this. It's self-deception. You know, how dare they, how, how dare God do this to me? And, you know, I should have, uh, this is me and this is what I could have done if it wasn't for this. And listen, it's wrong introspection. They thought they were wise. They were actually fools. But then it really leads to this, it was wrong theology. Because in verse 23, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. You know what unthankfulness leads to? You start to view God like a man who makes mistakes. You start to view God as fallen, like his creation. And unthankfulness is really a case of not giving God his place and his due 
above man. He's, he's above all that. He's above all of the rest of creation. And, and, and sometimes in our minds, what happens when we're unthankful, we're misrepresenting God. We're reading into His motives. We're seeing Him in a different light. And listen, that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to diminish God in your sight. He, he, wants to, he wants to make you think that God is just like any other. And you know, the circumstances there, when not seen through thankfulness, often diminishes God in our sight. You remember Israel in the wilderness? They're really the subject there in the whole of, of, of Psalm 106. How many times did they accuse God? How many times they just, what it was, they just had a wrong theology eventually. They just were deceived. And that's the, that's the, that's the slippery slope of unthankfulness that can produce in our lives. Suddenly we're just starting to see God in a different light. And you know what it eventually results in? Notice verses, verses 24 and 25, Romans 1. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who was blessed forever. Amen. You know what it was? It just, it just kept, it kept building. It kept escalating. Uh, you know, there, there's the, the, that very decision to just be unthankful led to this. And, you know, we can underestimate uh, the, the cost of unthankfulness, the Bible says he gave them up to uncleanness. He, he changed the truth of God into a lie. And what we find is the disastrous condition unthankfulness eventually brings us to. Notice, go back to Psalm 106. And notice verse 24. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. You know what happened to that generation? God let them die in the wilderness. God, God, God had so many plans for them. He had so much that He had for them. And you know what happened? They became profane. They wasted all of God's goodness. And they missed out. It reminds me of another character in the Bible, Esau. Look at Hebrews 12. For those of you who may not know the story, he had a twin. Esau was born first, so he had the birthright as was tradition in that culture. That was God's, God's, uh, God's dealing there. He, the, the eldest, the firstborn got the blessing, got the inheritance. Esau was a man in the field. He went and he was hungry after a hard day's work, and his brother Jacob offers him a, a bowl of lentils, really, vegetables, and he goes and eats. He was that hungry. He goes, oh, if, if I let you eat, you can have my, my birth. Um, I want your birthright. So Esau sells it, his birthright for, for some vegetables. And here's what it was in, in Look at, look at Hebrews 12, look at verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Bitterness. Let there be, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, someone who wastes, as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, 
For you know that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. You know, later on, he, he begs his, his father, please, please let me do this. And you know what happens? No, I can't. You've already lost it. And here, here it was. Here's what it was. He was distant from what God had intended for him. He wasted it. You know what happens when we we're eventually, when we just live a life of unthankfulness, we miss what God has for us. Unthankfulness corrupts our values. He was bitter. Israel believed not. What should be precious becomes something to give away. It's just something you throw away. They missed out on what God had for them. Unthankfulness eventually makes void what God had planned. You know what? Unthankfulness derails our future. What should have been a rewarding future was a loss. It should have been the promised land. It should have been the birthright. But no, it was all wasted. Israel and Esau realized too late. They, then at the end, really, it mocked the very God that blessed them. It was bitterness toward God. It was an accusing to God. These come from just that very basic neglect of just simply thanking God for all He's done. You know, I've seen it in marriages. You look at that, and I know there's other circumstances at times, but, you know, in a general sense, I see that in families where there's this bitterness between parents and children. I've seen that in churches where there's a bitterness about certain things. And you know what it is? When, did, when was the last time you thanked God for those things? When was the last time you woke up with a genuine heart because of who God is and His goodness in our lives? And we just simply said, thanks for that. And you know that, that, what that does? It protects us. It helps us. You know what it was at the end? It was distance from God. And you know what? Distance from God is never healthy for the Christian. When we're unthankful, not only are we missing out on His will, not only are we displeasing God, but we are, we are also lacking an attitude that gives us access to God. And, and it leads to this where we're just, we've wasted what all that God has done. And listen, I, I don't want to live a life of waste. And I'm thankful though, you know, where man fails, God gives grace. Go, go back to Psalm 106. Notice verse 44. It says, Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. And he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. And notice verse 47 and 48. Save us, O Lord our God. And gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise you, the Lord. You know, the simple thing was this. They cried out to God and they gave thanks again. You know, I love this verse in Luke 6.35. He says, But love your enemies. Do good. And lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest. This is speaking about how God is instructing about these things, but then notice what the Bible says. For he is kind 
unto the unthankful and the evil. You know, the, 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 the good thing about God is that He is just kind. And you know, you might find yourself recognizing you've forgotten certain things. Maybe, it, and, and as difficult as it is, you've recognized maybe you are deceived. You're starting to think differently about God. You're starting to think differently about your circumstances. You've, maybe you're in that slippery slope of unthankfulness to that profane person that Esau was and Israel became. But you know how to break the cycle? Is just ask God to forgive you and start thanking Him again. You know what God is to you today? He's kind to give you another day. He's kind to give you another chance to get that right with Him. And He's kind to you, so be thankful. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to hear from you. And Lord, I know that, that there's many things that we could have opened your word to. It is, it's inexhaustible. And yet, Lord, I just believe this is where we need to be. And Father, I pray that, that, that we would just be the people that, that is just filled with hearts of thankfulness. And I pray that you would just help us, Lord, to recognize just the true cost of that if we don't apply it. But then, Lord, to cry out to you today and just come to a place of just thanksgiving to you. And I pray that you would be pleased with that. For every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. This is a time that we call the invitation. Really, this is a time where we're responding. And I want to ask, as the piano begins to play, no one looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to ask, firstly, this question. If you were to die today, would you know for sure that heaven's your home, that Jesus is your Savior? I'm not asking if you're religious. I'm not asking if, um, if you're a, a member of our church. I'm asking if you're saved. If you were to die today, would you know for sure? And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You know why? Because the Bible also says we, we know not what a day brings. None of us here is guaranteed a day. But the reality is that eternity is only a heartbeat away. I wonder if, if you would just come to a place of acknowledging, Pastor, if, if I were to die today, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where I would be. I, I've never trusted Christ as my Savior. Is there anyone here just with an uplifted hand, just say, Pastor, pray for me. That's me. I'm not sure. If I were to die today, I wouldn't know for sure. Anyone here? No one looking around. Anyone here? All right. I want to encourage you, don't leave this place without knowing. Don't leave this place without understanding from the Word of God how you can be saved. If, if you are saved, don't leave this place without thanking God for your salvation. Thanking Him for all that He's done for you, shedding His blood on the cross of Calvary. And then for you Christians, I want to ask you, how's your life? How's your thankfulness? How's your gratitude to God? And perhaps today, even as the rain comes, we will just, just come to a place here at the altar where we would just give thanks to God. Maybe you are in a place you're thankful, but, but you know what? God deserves our thanks. So would we come as a piano plays? As, as a piano plays, would we come? Just Let's just give thanks to God. Let's remember His goodness in our lives. Let's remember all that He's done. Let's remember His goodness in giving us this great nation, giving us this, our church. 
giving us our family, our friends, our loved ones, all of his supply. Let's just, let's just fill this place with thanksgiving this morning as the piano begins to play. And let's just seek the Lord. Maybe you need to break that cycle of unthankfulness and you just need to come and say sorry to the Lord and say, Lord, I, it's been a while. And why don't you just come and give him thanks, give him glory, give him praise.